You're listening to the Beltway Briefing, a podcast from Cozen O'Connor Public Strategies with perspectives from both sides of the aisle. Now for political insight and strategy, let's get started with your hosts, Howard Schweitzer and Mark Alderman. Mark, it's our first podcast of 2020. We've taken a little bit of an extended hiatus here to recoup and recover from uh, from 2019. But here we are. It's January are. 30th. A belated happy and healthy new year to our listening audience. To our extensive listening our audience. Vast, our vast audience. We are, Mark, four days before Iowa. 12 days before New Hampshire. It's prime time. What's the Indeed. state? How do you size up the the Democratic field right now? Let's just start there. Let's start there, but let me also just drop uh, a fact that is relevant to the field and the future. On Monday, we not only have the Iowa caucuses, but early voting for the California primary begins on Monday. So not only did California and others move up the primaries to Super Tuesday, which has accelerated the the primary season, but voting is gonna begin in California and elsewhere Monday. And and that's never happened before. So this the state of play. Uh, Joe Biden has been ahead in every national poll. I know it's not a national election. He's never been behind, and it's hard to beat somebody who's never been behind. He is competitive in Iowa. We'll see what happens. He is competitive in New Hampshire. We'll see what happens. He will then win South Carolina and probably Nevada. So I. I am where I have been. I think Joe Biden is the favorite to get this nomination still, but that doesn't mean he has more than a 50% chance. I think Bernie's the other guy. Bernie is going to perform. Bernie is going to hit that 15% threshold we've talked about. So will Joe in state after state after state. He's going to get delegates in state after state after state. And I think you're going to see these two guys go into the convention, one, two, in that order, Joe and Bernie. And all the magic is in getting a majority before you get to Milwaukee. Well, let's let's break it down uh, from a couple of perspectives. First of all, Let's talk. Let's talk about three states. Let's talk about Iowa, New Hampshire, and California. You brought up California. Yep. Yep. Um, I think my view is there's a pretty good chance that Bernie wins both Iowa and New Hampshire. As you know, as you know, only one candidate in history has won the nomination after winning, after not winning either Iowa or New Hampshire, and that's Bill Clinton. Right. the most recent may, Cal- may I may I point out though that Bill Clinton also won the presidency, which the other candidates who didn't win either of those, uh, the the other candidates who won both of those, like Hillary and and John Kerry, did not. 
did not go on to win the presidency. So I get it. That that is that's an indicator of something. I mean, it's you got to win states to yeah. Well, get you the gotta nomination. Got to get delegates to get the nomination. Right. Right. And the most I recent California poll. No, the most recent California poll had Biden. 15 points behind Sanders. Right. 15. An NPR poll. Yep. I, I feel like it's Yogi Berra, it's deja vu all over again. It, I feel like we could be saying the same thing about Bernie Sanders that we said about Donald Trump four years ago. He's not even a Democrat. Just like we sat He's- on our podcast saying... Trump is, he's not even a Republican. Right. And it's, it's astounding. It's astounding to me that the Democratic electorate is even considering putting forward a nominee who is that extreme. Well, for sure, he is that extreme. And for sure, the Democratic electorate is considering putting forward that Bernie as a nominee. However, however, when you look at where the field is, a majority of the electorate, according to poll after poll after poll, in state after state after state, is interested in a moderate, not in Bernie or Elizabeth. Although, Although there's a hardcore, it's like Trump's base. Bernie has a base that isn't going to go away. The majority of the party is not interested in Bernie. The magic is going to be for Joe Biden or theoretically someone else, if he can't do it, to consolidate the moderates. If the moderates who are the majority of the party, if the moderates split, and Bernie continues to pile up delegates, that that ain't going to be pretty. I, I do not think Bernie Sanders can get to Milwaukee with a majority of the delegates. Yeah, that's but he's, well said. But, but he's going to have a lot. He's going to have a lot. Why are 3 in 10 California voters, according to the most recent poll, wanting to pull the lever for Bernie? Because a third of the Democratic electorate, even though Bernie's not a Democrat, and and by the way, I actually believe Bernie's support in the country is greater than it is in the party because he's a movement and there are independents who are also interested in Bernie. But a third of the party wants a revolution. A third of the party wants a progressive. A third of the party both believes that that's what the country needs and that that's the way to beat Donald Trump. And that's why a third of the people polled in one poll in California are for Bernie. But don't don't forget, if, if, if California were to go the way that one poll suggests, Bernie would get twice as many delegates as Joe Biden, but Joe Biden would get a whole bunch of delegates too. And this is about delegates. One of the ways I lived through this, uh, one of the ways Barack Obama surprised Hillary Clinton 
was that the Obama campaign was laser focused on the delegate count. The Clinton campaign in 2008 wasn't, and she got taken by surprise. I, I keep reminding everybody, delegates, delegates, delegates is what this is about. And, and you gotta count. Um, every, with that 15% proportionate uh, award, it, it just depends on what happens to the other moderates. When, when Pete drops out, do his people go to Joe? When Amy drops out, do her people go to Joe? It, if so, that's a lot of people. When Elizabeth drops out, do her people go to Bernie? Maybe, but I but I don't think all. But I so guess yeah, Joe's, I, Joe's I just got to get there. Joe's got to get. Joe's got to get to the finish line. Look, you're being practical, and um, clearly, at the end of the day, what matters is delegates and actually getting the nomination. And then it's a choice between it's a choice between Donald Trump and whoever that nominee is. But it's just very intriguing to me, and I think to a lot of people, that that he's as attractive a candidate. I mean, for one thing, the guy just had a heart attack. No, it, it is a tribute to a cranky, mean, old old non-Democrat that he that he can command that kind of support, and especially because, as you know his support is greatest among the youngest voters. And why now? Like, why is he climbing in the polls now? There's something, something's going on. And, and this whole movement thing, like he's a candidate for the presidency. Well, I don't buy the whole movement thing, the whole revolution thing. He's running for president. He's obviously got a good fundraising apparatus. He did four years ago and he does now. He's out raising um, he's out raising the rest of the field. It's yep. it's damn impressive. It it's is just, damn impressive. It's just really, really bad for the country because as much as I mean, the notion that he is even that somebody that extreme is even in the conversation to be the next president is as scary as the fact that Donald Trump is the president now. Less scary. Not to me. Bernie Sanders is is actually qualified to be president. Oh Donald god, Trump my. is not. Oh my god! But, I, I, but oh my god! <laughs> but he's not going. But he's not going to be the nightmare scenario that that I think is much more realistic than than people credit. Because again, it's all arithmetic. I think the nightmare scenario is that. Bernie and Joe go to the convention, neither with a majority. Doesn't really matter in which order they've finished if they don't have a majority. I think Joe will have more, but if he doesn't have a majority, the nightmare scenario is that, as we've discussed before, on the second ballot, 711, 711, 711 superdelegates have a vote and the overwhelming majority as in over 600 of them i promise you are all voting for biden 
if Biden gets the nomination on the second ballot with those superdelegates, I think Bernie and his his bros are going to bolt. And and that's a nightmare. I just why do you say he's qualified to be president? Because he's been (laughs) a congressman and senator his entire life from Burlington, Vermont. I mean, proposing I'm. I know Can it's I all relevant. I know, point on I know it? it's all, he is more qualified to be president than Donald Trump. That's I, my point. I'm not sure. I'm honestly well, not sure. And I've dealt um, with him and proposing policies for 30 years, 40 years, unenactable un, um, pieces of legislation, socialism, that's not this country and you know i'm not a trumpster i like to remind everybody i'm not a trumpster but he is well, he and and the swing from where we are now to that would be just well that that would be that would be an adventure that would be an adventure and you know i'm not for bernie for all of those reasons but most of all the reason I think Bernie is a dangerous candidate for this country is that he's divisive. And what the country needs is a move to the middle, not more division. So apart from his policies, he would be a hugely divisive figure, like the criminal lunatic in the White House right now. <laughs> and and that that ain't good either. So let let's let's agree that that neither of them is good for the country. I I agree, but but the fact of the matter is that there is there's something clearly. It, it's not news that there's something going on out there beyond. This is the Beltway briefing, but there's something going on out there. Yeah, yeah. Because, beyond the beyond the Beltway, people are people continue to be people pissed are off. Pissed off. They are pissed off. They're they're alienated. A lot of Trump's voters, understandably, given what the world, literally the world, what globalization has done economically and otherwise, a lot of Trump's voters just wanted to burn it down. They wanted him. They didn't really think he was going to fix it. They just wanted him to burn it down. A lot of Bernie's voters feel the same. They yep. just want Bernie to burn it down and start over because it ain't working for them. That's the danger in in both of them. And it, here's what's interesting to me, if, if I may. A um, couple of months ago, a couple of months ago, you were I, losing I know. your Elizabeth. mind over Elizabeth. Now you're losing your mind over Bernie. I think we've established that you are not a, quote, progressive Democrat. But but why why Bernie and not Elizabeth? I've been asking myself, and and I think the answer is that Elizabeth Warren got herself in trouble as a candidate when she tried to explain things, when she tried right. to explain how she was going to pay for Medicare for all, when she had a plan for everything and an explanation. Bernie explains nothing. When, when he's asked, how are you going to pay for it? He just says the rich are going to pay for it. Well, and I I think it is a sad fact that that the candidate who tries to explain Medicare for all 
loses ground. The candidate who just promises free stuff gains ground. Sad, but, but not surprised. I think it's deeper. I think it's authenticity and a willingness to say what you're thinking, even if people aren't going to like it. He's, uh, he is, to your point, I mean, he's just as lacking in truth in many respects as, as Trump. But when he speaks, people feel like he's speaking to them directly in terms yep. they can understand. And people feel the same way about Trump. It doesn't matter what people inside the Beltway or on Manhattan Island think. It matters what people in the country outside those places think. There was a focus group I saw on CBS this morning that actually the wife of one of our clients um, was part of. It was a group of suburban women from outside Philadelphia. Um, and almost unanimously, they weren't all for Trump. It was, there were independents, there were Trumpsters, there were staunch Democrats. Yep. Um, but they, but they all, they kind of unanimously thought that Trump would get reelected. And there was no, um, clarity among the Democrats in terms of who they thought the nominee would be, or even who they were going to vote for. Um, I don't know. It's just, it's a, it's a strange, it's a strange well, time. And it think, depends what you're looking for as a voter. If, if what you are looking for is the, the center, if what you're looking for is moving everything back from the extremes and just calming things down, just not having a, a, a chaotic administration that's being euphemistic there by the way then then you're interested in joe biden you're interested in in amy klobuchar you may even be interested in mayor pete although he's the change candidate uh, in in many ways if you're interested in just burning it down then you're interested in trump if you're interested as a democrat in burning it down you're interested in in Bernie. So I think I I don't think people are comparing the candidates uh, at, in terms of the same metric. I think people are looking for different things. Nobody is saying I'm interested in fixing the ACA. Who's the better candidate, Joe or Bernie? People are saying, I just need this thing calmed down. This well, is not not good. Or they're saying, burn it down. Calm it me, down or burn it down. Those are me, your choices. Yeah. Meanwhile, I, I have a theory. And the theory is that you know, you've got this impeachment farce going on. And when I say farce, I don't, that's not a comment on whether what Trump did was warrants impeachment or not. That is a comment on the fact that everybody knows what the ultimate result right. is going to be. Right. Everybody knows what the ultimate result is going to be. Yeah. And I think the vast majority of the American people could care less about what's going on, like are paying no attention, despite the media's efforts to pump it out in front of the American people 24-7. No one cares. And their only reaction to it is more disdain for Washington 
it's more discussed with both sides of the aisle who are going through this process and grinding the government to a halt or the, the Congress to a halt when it's all for it's all for show. And to me, that benefit the um, the people that are out there saying they're going to burn it down. Right. It benefits and the burn it down crowd. It, yeah, it benefits and Trump and, and it benefits why, Bernie. And the tremendous irony is that while Bernie Sanders sits at his day job in the United States Senate and participates in something, I'm not. I, I know what you meant by farce. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna call it that. But but Bernie sits in the Senate participating in something that most of the country doesn't care about, and he surges. He benefits right. because most of the country doesn't care about what he is sitting there doing. It's a strange time, and, and it, it, is, it is odd. I just I just think look, you and I have been in and around government and politics. Our, our whole adult lives and seen it from a bunch of different perspectives. And if the choice, I know you think Biden's going to come out on top at the end, but we also thought that Donald Trump would not come out on top at the end four years ago. Oh, yeah. And if November of this year comes around, and this country has to choose between Donald Trump on the one hand, I can barely even say it, mm -hmm. and Bernie Sanders on the other hand, God help us. Not a good place God to be. God help us. Nope. And, and we're we're very close to that. We're and you're way a... too you're way too comfortable. You just Mark, you're projecting <laughs> to me as being way too comfortable with the fact that a guy who's a fringe candidate from a policy perspective. And I don't a realistic perspective is ahead of Joe Biden by 15 points in California. When in one poll, I'm not happy about the prospect of a Sanders nomination. I'm not comfortable with that prospect. I'm just comfortable with my prediction that it's not going to happen. Were it to happen, it would be a bad, a bad choice for this country to make. But I'm going to tell you that were it to happen, and I, I know this will keep you up at night, Bernie can win that election. No way. Okay. That's what everybody said about Donald Trump and four years ago. God help us if he does. I'm not, I'm not talking he, about what happens if he does. I am telling you that Bernie Sanders has a better chance of beating Donald Trump than Donald Trump had of beating Hillary Clinton. And he did it. And he did it. Anybody who thinks Bernie can't win that election is not is not paying attention. Well, all to the run. more reason why you shouldn't look as comfortable as you do right <laughs> now. Well, I'm comfortable because we're on the radio. Because <laughs> if there were a video, I would try to I would try to project anxiety. <laughs> okay. My I sound more comfortable than I am. But but I don't I don't think Bernie gets there. My my fear where my discomfort with Bernie believing that he's not going to get the nomination is about what he does when he doesn't get the nomination cuz he can pick the next president in in a very real sense depending on on what he does. 
we're, we're, we also have to see. We just got to see what happens. Nobody's voted yet. Nobody yeah, has voted yet. About picking the next president? I, you know, I don't, I'm not going to pretend to understand. I don't understand the way in which Hillary Clinton feels that Bernie Sanders undermined her in 2016. But Hillary Clinton feels like Bernie Sanders cost her the election in 2016. Oh, I- yeah, I do too. A lot of Democrats do. A lot of Democrats. Not alone. He had a lot of help. He, she helped herself to defeat. No question. Putin, Comey. She had a lot of help. But but absolutely, he is among the handful of of causes. I I think, and and nobody wants to find out what Bernie does if he feels that a rigged convention denied him the the nomination but but i don't think i don't think you're going to see that all right well monday night we will be in washington we're better to count votes from than <laughs> uh, than, than inside the beltway uh, yep. we'll be back next week we'll talk more we'll talk about the results we can look ahead to new hampshire uh, buckle up, Mark, because this is going to be a heck Love of the next few months. Oh, yeah. Well, this is fun. Yep. Thanks, everybody. I'll, I'll, and... try, I'll try to be less comfortable next week. Okay. Be less comfortable. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Beltway Briefing. If you liked our show, subscribe on iTunes or Spotify. And while you're at it, drop us a rating. To learn more about the Beltway Briefing or Cozen O'Connor Public Strategies, please visit our website at copublicstrategies.com.